bits and pieces never made nothing decent When I accommodated you, you played me like a stranger, stranger, stranger. I remember you now Accountability is major If you're listening, yo, yo, one, two. This one here goes yeah. out to, if you're listening, my man, Pookie. This one goes out to Tomiko. If you're listening, and all those who passed away, my heart birthday. Yeah. We go all around, around, around and we know just saying. a moment in time. Good and bad. we go round and round, like this just a One of the greatest in my eyes to this very day uh -huh. Too young to understand but understood the ways of good and evil Life and death was in the breath of time, fate and God Only knows what kept Peggy straight Cause in the very next year my aunt Dorothy was the lady More beautiful than the world, it was like killing a mockingbird She was so young like the new year was all you heard I almost saw it so clear the good times that we had When my mama showed me pictures, life wasn't so bad I got babysat by Pat when Beatty was a small guy And in our cousin's eyes we were both small flies Dazzy Wazzy's growing up to be a big girl now Father figure understands a man might like a profile I let it sink in a while and told her let him like his style Oh, you and Ebony, I'll be damned if this short life ain't heavenly Peace and harmony, family season
All right, let's go through those tracks right there. Started things off at the very beginning, De La Soul, I know, about three feet high rising. Then we went to 91, De La Soul is dead. That was Biddy's in the BK Lounge. We're moving on to 93, off Balloon Mind State. We had Ego Trip, Break Dawn. Then we heard The Business featuring Common, off Stakes is High. It's like that featuring Carl Thomas off The Grind Date, Snoopy's featuring the legendary David Byrne, Talking Heads off In the Anonymous Nobody, Trying People from AOI Bionics, and then Title Track to Six is High, and finally Memory of Us featuring Estelle and Gotta say, rest in peace to Dave Plug Two, one of the true greats of hip hop music. And we're gonna miss you. And gonna keep teaching the next generations the foundations to music. Right now, we're gonna get into Little King Giz, Amagris. Gather them right here, final hour.
We love my Tarallo, you pitch the plan, I'ma follow. No Swamil, no Shamazo, no other. We can't body help. I put that on everything. My grandmammy and mammy, yeah. You, me, and nobody else can't be with nobody else. It's you, but nobody else can't sleep with nobody else. Succeed, but nobody else get free, but nobody else. Cody, but nobody else. It's you, but nobody else. You, me, and nobody else. You, me, and nobody else can't be with nobody else. Succeed with nobody else, get free with nobody else, Cody with nobody else, it's you with nobody else, you me and nobody else. Imagine that we be an item Become a better me for you, good lord knows I'm trying Every night's a slice of light, every day's exciting No pressure put on the test, let's go break a diamond Stop it shining, you my blessing All the best things At times when I run, I mess, you keep my head clean Plus a red 100 with the line on it They say the love come looking, you can't hide from it And now that it found me, life is worth waking up To take time for shaping up And when I went, we went and spent it Just I'll be raking up When life is too short to sit and wonder where it's taking us We grabbing reins and we're falling off the bus I'm flying, no jack We love my Toronto, I pitch a plan and you follow No swimmer, no swimmer, no other We can't body help, I put that on everything My granddaddy and daddy, yeah You, me, and nobody, nobody else, else. Can't be with nobody else, it's you with nobody else, can't sleep with nobody else, succeed with nobody else, get free with nobody else, go deep with nobody else, it's you with nobody else, you me and nobody else, can't be with nobody else, you me and nobody else, it's you with nobody else, can't sleep with nobody else, succeed with nobody else, get free with nobody else, go deep with nobody else, it's you with nobody else. This world is so cold. This world is so. This 
world is so cold Ever since a young and what my dad done told Me about the money, how it takes control And a stranglehold until you can't no more Homeless in the mission, used to rent in the scope But got kicked out Unless evicted, they live it, don't got a grip now One of the ways that they get us, that's why we split out We're medicating the trauma of how we live now Even though we have progressed The rich still do not make any less While the low income gotta come out more I think checks don't wanna flex Give it to them until they want effects Revolution is so inevitable, cause and effect The oppressor used to be the dumbest jester Pissed off, got on a ship and left Manchester And in the holy land where he thought he was like you Have now flipping human beings to human beings That see him lesser Reporting live from the chaos, out the mud, dirty money for the payoffs. It's the playoffs, when to go home, at the crib, could get popped in your own dome. Work the bottom jeans, have to ply and scheme. Tell me why your president is just another meme. Putting scenes on the screen, misleading the meme. Demonics out the monitors, what we all receive. It's fucking up the frequency, but I refuse to be misaligned so easily. I'm on easy street, throw me a easy beat. It's getting smoke top shelf when you grab a leaf. Bring the past to your present. Understand we all one with the essence. Live forever even if I die today. Right today, cause they might take your rights away. Like right away, my third eye wide awake. Politician promises and never see the light of day. A lot of hate is a child of the sun. You gotta honor all the folks that made it out of the slum. Yeah, Trump out of office, but there's still more work to do. The system in control still ain't serving you cold. But I keep a poker face, I really don't fold. Jumping over hurdles, yeah, it's been a rough road. I'm of a different cloth, man, I'm stitch, not sold. We keep it strong and keep it on our toes. Augusta winner send me over this clip. Gotta calm my nerves down, so I'm smoking a split. On the swerve like Tokyo Drift, been in the curve. Sometimes I mix a little bit of sage with my herb. Proud boys came to the bay, got ran out. Police escort looking like man down. Started things off with the King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard and Ambergris. Then we heard from Ikagayu Moyo from their latest album. That track was Yayoi Yayoi. Dinosaur Jr. Been there all the time. Beyond Amp Fiddler, Through Your Soul featuring Jay Dilla and Bubs Fiddler. Ludacris back, Splash Waterfalls remix. That was the original. I heard current 
Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man? Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to see you. Good. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing our movie today. We're going to watch with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You're going to watch a movie on YouTube, and you're going to listen to our show at the same time. And our show right now is streaming first on MutinyRadio.fm. There's our little tag. You can listen to us first, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. You type it into a browser. You can try to find a streaming app that will stream this uh, internet radio and listen to us. We're also a podcast by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, easy to remember. And we are streaming via the video on YouTube right now. Check out our channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today, we will watch Corvette Summer 1978. Corvette Summer 1978. Everybody knows it's C-O-R, that V-E-T-T-E. Everybody knows that. Corvette Summer 1978. The channel we like is Classic 70s Adventure Comedy. There's a Ooh, bunch of like them there. So, yeah, Classic 70s Adventure Comedy. That's got to be the channel you pick if you want to be in sync with us. Okay, so we are watching... 1978's Corvette Summer. You go ahead, type in Corvette Summer, 1978. You're going to see Super 70s action uh, channel. Super 70s adventure comedy. Okay, that's what you got to look for. As if you haven't subscribed to that channel. We want you to find that link. We want you to click the link, then hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, press go, and we'll watch the movie at the same time. I'm here with Carl. Carl is a very funny comedian. Uh, no. Killing it. Killing it on social medias. Killing it on the uh, other internet radios. <laughs> and uh, 
he is the producer. So not only did you, he do the theme song, but he yeah. went out of his way to interview a celebrity comedian who's yeah. going to tell a little bit about themselves and then give us the celebrity comedian countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Stacey Kendro. Welcome, Stacey. How are you? I talk like that. I'm so nauseous. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We've doing? known each other a long time. You're a regularly booked at Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. This is how we got to know each other. Yes. You even did a little filming there you've got like i, I i'm in a webisode you've got a web uh show called web the albanian show. assassin yes. tell us about it uh you know i think it's not that i think but it um was really born out of the pandemic and like there was no place for as you know comedians to perform other than like zoom and you know we could try to make your cat laugh or whatever you know it's just a weird period of time and um I started doing these character vignettes that were just basically selfie videos of like weird people. It was basically this woman, Karen, who's sort of like yeah. my mother, as you know. Anyway, then I, it was really born out of a few things. One is I've always been a fan of noir in like 1940s and 50s, black and white sort of crime movies. And I took a deep dive. This is years ago, though. I took a deep dive and like started to learn about the source material for those movies, which is mainly like short stories that were published in like Black Mask and magazines like that by like really famous people like uh, Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler, you know, and the authors of um, that they're uh, famous. They're uh, one about the um, the thing, you know. Yeah, um, that's right. I remember that, that book. The Maltese Falcon, the Maltese Falcon, for example. Whoa. Right. So that source material for that is, um, I can't, yeah, he's Dashiell Hammett wrote that. Anyway, so I really went down this whole thing, uh, studying and reading a ton of that. And, and then, you know, it was a combination of that and maybe, you know, Richie uh, Carucci telling me like crazy stories of like, his friends and just like stuff that he's done and maybe another combination of like Sopranos. It's kind of like, yeah. So it, the, the character came out of me making selfie, like driving on FDR with my iPhone, like shooting the highway and shooting the Brooklyn bridge and like me pretending to be like some kind of gangster. <laughs> That's like the truth. <laughs> you are Albanian and you are an assassin in the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think it used to be you would. Um, I'll take care of your ex for you, right? Yeah, that's how it started. I would make like a little, almost like a, some kind of a, you know, a PSA uh, of like how I'll kill people for you if you need. <laughs> but you specialized in in exes, and that and that's when it was really weird. Like nobody was like. I remember going to um, Staples to get stuff for the office, the home office or whatever, because like people weren't going out. It, that was like in the really weird part of the pandemic is when I yeah. started making these films, whatever they are, iMovies. movies. Yeah. Now, way before the pandemic, way back in history, you once shared a stage with Joan Rivers. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, Joan was like so like incredible to me. Like she. Her face was impressive. It was like it was like porcelain. It just like didn't move, and it was it was sort of pulled back. It was very strange. But she was lovely, actually. And she was. Um, I asked her about comedy. You know, I just was like, "What was it like?" You know, yeah. So I opened for her, but I got to talk to her afterwards, and I just said, "Like, what was it like when you started? Like, was it?" I because I knew at the time there was like no women doing it really. Right. I mean, there was 
poetry stuff, but there wasn't like, and she said, oh, it wasn't hard, honey. You know, she said, I, I, went, I went around with George Carlin and, and, uh, and Bill Cosby. They, you know, they took me around the village. She doesn't talk like that, but that's my impression. Mm -hmm. uh, they took me around the village, she said. And then they did. And I, she, so, so for her, because, you know, she had a circle of friends, it wasn't as difficult as you might think. Yeah. And then she said, hey, listen, honey, they give you like about a minute. She goes, if you're famous, maybe 30 seconds. No, she, no just, this, that was the other way around. She goes, they yeah, give yeah, you 30. Yeah. They said that basically, you know, the audience sizes you up if you're female mm -hmm. uh, very quickly. So that was, um, it seemed profound at the time. I was yeah. just like, whoa, you know. <laughs> well, she's talking about an earlier time in comedy when there were certainly less comedians and less women comedians, certainly, right? There was no comedians. I mean, I think like when she started, there was like, they could go up at a, at a room where they have music. There was no yeah. comedy rooms. Right. Uh, was that far back you know yeah comedy yeah. certainly has grown okay now you are a boston girl uh wicked funny and we always hear that accent come out after in the middle of a set when you're getting crazy or after a few drinks but then you moved to new york and you, you yeah, lived in new what uh is it queens is it brooklyn you lived for here for a long time and now you're back in Boston. Tell me about this journey. What brought you here? What made you go home? I mean, just, that's just life stuff. You know what I mean? But I did, I did go to New York because I wanted to like do the New York scene. And I, when I first got to New York, I really made a lot of headway in terms of like, I worked at Atlantic city. Like they book you for the whole week uh, at the travel yeah. Canada. It's different people run it now and whatever. But back then it was like, they gave you a condo and they give you food and they, you, you know, you did like <clears throat> nine shows or something and it was great. Then I did like upstate New York. I did all the clubs. I really, I just wanted to hit a different market because yeah. Boston seemed a little saturated. I'd done a lot of the fundraisers. I'd done a lot of towns and, and I just wanted to like, I guess, spread my wings. And I, and I actually did a, several projects that based on, because of that move that I wouldn't have done if I didn't go to New York. Like uh, I was in Ladies of Laughter, um, and I, I recorded Gotham County Live, and Seinfeld right. was there. So I, yeah, and I did um, Friars Club. Like those are some of my highlights. I feel like that. Now, what was Ladies of Laughter like? I mean, you were one of the finalists, one of the runners up, right? Yeah, I was second place, and uh, nice. it was really yeah, it was good. I mean, it was like for the whole damn contest, which is like you know, it was actually a big deal because it was a lot of women, and round one. I was like the wild card, like they selected the winners, but they wanted to take a wild card um, and they took me and then I almost won the whole thing. It was really kind of mm. cool. And, and the night that was the, the you know, finals was at uh, Turning Stone Casino, upstate New York, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. I remember my car had no air conditioning. I had the windows open. I was sweating. It was like <laughs> so hard to get there. Like I had this crappy car and no air conditioning, just like sweltering, like a six hour drive, but it ended up being so great. Yeah. And I met the... Uh, Tammy Pescatelli, who back backstage, she said to me, like, you know, she was sort of like rooting everybody on and she was like lovely, but she was just saying like, good job or whatever to everyone. And just, she was hosting it. But when I got off stage, she looked at me and she went, you know, you are a great writer. She's like, you have great jokes. And yeah. I was like, wow, she didn't have to go out of her way to say that. Like she wasn't yeah. gaining anything by telling me. So I love her now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. Right. Yeah. Now I, you know, I, when I see you, You've got a Cosmo in your hand, in the stemware. It's in your uh, one of your headshots, right? Oh, I mean, you just 
well, no, it's the it's the triangular. What you know, a Cosmo glass with the, with oh, yeah. the uh, olive sticking out of it. I mean, this is your look. It really complements you. How did you arrive there? Just by drinking them? Well, I don't drink martinis, but I just wanted you know my first headshot. Well, not my first, but like kind of like the second headshot I did wow. with a professional photographer. I think I was working on ships at the time. I'm trying to remember. I just mm -hmm. came off working on ships. So I had this dress that, like, I would never wear in a million years now. But um, it was, like, a 50s dress. Like, if you can imagine, you know, the dress that, like, Marilyn Monroe is, like, she goes over the steam, you know, the grate in the city and the steam. That dress, except in black. Uh -huh. Um so I wanted, and I and I wanted my headshot to be retro. I just wanted, so I rolled my hair a certain way, like I, you know, yeah. and I wore that dress, and I and I had the martini glass, and I really wanted a lit cigarette, but we were in a soundstage, and my friend was like, "You can't really do that, you know, you can't have it's terrible, yeah, you yeah. can't smoke." So, um, but anyway, so that was just sort of this idea. Of course, on stage I wear Adidas, so it doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> but the Cosmo's still there on stage. Cosmo, yeah, yes, yes, it is. I know. I and I started doing that. I used to have like a fake Cosmo. I wouldn't even have booze in it. But now I'm older. I'm like, just put the booze. I don't care. <laughs> it enhances your act. And talking about the '50s stuff, you've got some of that material, right? About how great the '50s was, in your opinion, you know? Yeah. So what is it? Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to take a punch, but you don't gotta work. Basically, say that it was better than you know. I'm sort of like making fun of how ridiculous like the children have to wear a helmet just to walk down the street and things yes. like that. I actually have a book. A comic recommended a book called The Fifties. I just bought it used on Amazon. It's like this thick. I'm gonna show uh -huh. it to you because it's right here. So uh, this is pro it's probably a lot more dense than I am, but I'm yeah. probably gonna through it to to you know expand upon that bit we should talk about before we go i'm not not trying to tell you how to do your show but i want to squeeze this in our webisode that we did because you're yeah. so good at it oh thank you well all i did was get popped right yeah. well let, we, we killing carl that was the original title and then i shortened it to just uh carl i think i don't know i changed the titles all the time but yes you were you were good. What I love about making them is that I'm learning each one I make, I learn a lot. So like the next one I shoot, I'm definitely using three cameras. Like there's no, because when you go to edit, you really want everything covered. And it, yeah. you know, was making it harder for myself um, the other yeah. way. So yeah, guerrilla shooting. I'm totally digging it. I and mean, it's only a, really without the credits, it's I think three and a half minutes long. It's not a long, it's not even a good like story arc, but I just love making them. So they're going to, get more, I think, uh, elaborate as I go. Like the next one, I want it to be 15 minutes and I want it to be like a full story. Chris You're gonna kill Roach. Both one guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Multi well, Chris Roach was really great in it. I mean, he really, yeah. And the, the music you put under him was very intense. It aided the situation. He was good, but I'm a good director. And so yeah, I feel like is. I got the best performance out of everybody because I know what I'm doing. I might not know totally what I'm doing with editing and stuff, but I do know directing actors. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. Now, I was going to go to where can people find you out on the internet, on social media. So let's start with the YouTube channel where we would find, it's just Stacey Kendro, right? Right. No Ian Stacy. So if you just go to like youtube.com forward slash Stacey Kendro, and then what, what comes up, there's, you know, there's two channels. One has the, I don't know why it's like this, but they're sort of connected, but the one with the mob shorts, you'll see because it'll say Albanian assassin. There'll be a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. um, so 
The other one's stand-up. So how else can people find you out there on the Snapagrams and the Insta chats? Well, my website is stacykendrow.com. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Stacy K Meow. I don't know why. I think I thought it was going to be like an art, uh, you know, page, and then it's now it's not. But um, it's all stand-up stuff. But I also have a blog that I might be um, expanding upon at some point. That it's got a lot of blogs in it. It's, it's old. It's from like. 2010 or something. It's uh, Stacy's mm -hmm. Funny Hot It'll come if up. If you Google Stacy Kendro blog spot, <laughs> it'll come up. Yeah, it'll come up. Yep, that's right. Okay, so it's yeah. S A T. Okay, so there's no E in Stacy, and then it's K E N D R O, K E N D R O for everyone at home. Okay, now, Stacy, everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same moment that we press play here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Stacy Kendro, and give us that? Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Okay, ready? Drum roll, please. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Okay, three, two, one, go. Thank you so much, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. I look forward to listening to it later. Oh, we are going retro on this uh, intro. Please stop sticking your finger up my ass, says Leo the Lion. Oh, is this the particular Corvette? This is not the Corvette. Look at it. Oh my God. I don't know. I can't tell cars. I'm not a gearhead. I, will I enjoy this movie? <laughs> you can't tell that that's not a Corvette. Probably a Valiant or something like that. Okay, my first criticism, because I'm an asshole. These yes. titles don't match the background that we're seeing. Right now, we're at a junkyard in Lancaster, California, and they're crushing cars. You know how that goes. See how it doesn't match the background? I think it's too flashy for this. Maybe they was trying to do a contrast. I'm yeah. Not yeah, like a little glamorous. So they don't ever go to Las Vegas where they, they have glimmery lights like that. Oh, yeah, we go to Las Vegas, all right. It's appropriate okay. for the theme of the story of the movie. But right now, it's not. Yeah, well, I think it's more glaring compared to it doesn't blend. It obviously looks like a layover. Is that the word? Now, are you offended that the brand name is in the title of the film? No, not at all. You're not like this is one long ad for Corvette? Uh, I'm not like this is one long ad for a Corvette. I think that Corvette w is part of, you know, this is like a snapshot of her culture. Here's a guy who loves cars. His name is Mark Hamill, but not really. In the movie, he is Kenny. Kenny, where is it? He's Kenny, okay? He's got a funny okay. last name. Uh, look at man spreading. Dauntley. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Now look what he finds on the floor, on the ground. A Corvette. Ba -ba -ba boom this is one crazy Corvette summer. It fell right off of that Corvette. They're about to junk. And he's going to say what? No, don't junk say, that Corvette. Stop! Now look, there's Danny Bonaducci, the asshole. There's right. Wendy, who we saw last time in stewardess school. Wait, she just went under the car, though. There she is. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, Wendy Joe. Really, yeah, she's not prominent in this movie. Now, first thing I want to say, Mike, is look at that hunk of junk. There's no way you can fix that up. Now, he's really freaking out. Corvette! Hey, mister! Stop the machine! 
See, this is a high school auto body shop and what they're or auto shop. And what they're doing is they're going to look for a junked car that they can build. And Mark Hamill sees a Corvette. I got to stop calling him that. Kenny Dantley. Kenny Dantley. Look at it. What a hunk of junk. I also noticed behind him that the Lincoln lawyer is looking for a new car. (laughs) So he finally finds what it is, but he doesn't even know what to do. But there's a big red button. Boom. Crush it, crush it. Saved the Corvette. Danny Bonaducci playing a regular human being in a 1977 movie is hard for me to process. Well, the thing is, he really plays a dork, a jerk. He's just stupid and outgoing, and it's the perfect role for Danny Bonaducci. You know, in my research, I did not look him up. That's how much I hate him. Right. Well, he has a reality show called Breaking Bonaducci. So if you ever want to know more about Danny Bonaducci, go ahead and (laughs) dig that shit up. That's the thing about him. Like, he was such a fuck up and made so many wrong life choices. Then he does these interviews and tells you all about it like he right. liked it. Because he wants we know. more to Okay, here's well, mom. Right. Go ahead. And finish Oxy. your thought because she's going away. Oh, no, no, no. Let's see mom. I- I'm just bitching about Bonaduce. Okay, this is Jane Johnson. This is her film premiere. And she'll go on to be in Witches of Eastwick and other things. She's... um. She didn't have a very big career, but she does a good job here. And what the director and writer is having us learn is that she's a very loose mom. She's kind of about herself, not about him. Yep, yep, that tracks. Where were you tonight? I was out with so-and-so. He's in real estate, you know. Hey. Danny Bonaduce, right? We know him from the Partridge family. And then he became like a personality. He was a radio uh, DJ for a long time. Fuck him. Let's not give him. Look, I'm only okay. going to talk about. I want to. I want to put up the sound when he's acting like a duh, duh, dork. Okay. okay. Other than that, we're done with Bonaduce. Now, this movie came out what a year after Star Wars. Yeah, this came out right after Star Wars, and Mark Hamill, or his agent, I don't know, was very concerned that he's going to be, because he was, he was already typecast after one year. Of, it was Luke. Sure. So they wanted, he wanted to do something completely different, and here he is as a high school student um, in an auto shop. That's what he loves. He knows everything about cars, uh, and he was trying to depart himself from the heroic Luke Skywalker. Okay, now what they're trying to do here is tell us he's a bad student because all he cares about is cars. He doesn't care about music. He doesn't care about girls. He doesn't care about grades. He cares about cars. D minus. Yeah, and he spelled minus out to be a dick. (laughs) Right, I didn't notice that. Look, a brand new engine. There's Wendy. Now you can prominently see Wendy. Yeah, there she is. God, she's in everything. One thing she's not doing in this film is getting a lot of lines and complaining about her weight as a comedy. It's just not, it was just something she did once. Now look, they even have the body. So what is left from the original car? You know what I mean? New engine. Uh, No, it's a new engine. Oh. Well, we just saw a scene with Wendy in which they were lowering the new engine into the hood of the 
the, you know, the they, need, the they need to get like Jeremy Renner or, or uh, Robert Downey Jr. to come and fix up those cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a little too early for a Robert Downey Jr. kind of fame. Okay. Now right. what the director and writer who are the same people sometimes is showing us is that, you know, girls and him, you know, it's like, he's looking at, I don't know exactly what they're trying to say, but there's a relationship. He's not in it. They're establishing. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at look at it. Everyone's hooking up except him. Well, it's the prom, okay? It's a big prom uh in the gymnasium or whatever, but not for him. He's fixing right. up a car. Nobody else in the class is there. They're all prominent up, probably. Yeah, they're prominent up, all right. So this is Burbank High School, and the auto shop that we saw was on Third Street because I grew up in Los Angeles oh. a lot of years. As oh, you you're, you're from beautiful downtown Burbank. Yes, and uh, Burbank High School uh, in the San Fernando Valley, uh, and also they go to this place called Verdugo Hills High School outside of Los Angeles, and, you know, they used to be our rivals, you know. <laughs> I remember that. You, I had to pull you back a couple of times. <laughs> Corvette summer. He's gonna spend the whole Do movie. You for do go? Hey, how how old was Luke Skywalker? Was he also a high school student? No, he was twenty six years old. But I think he plays it off. He looks young enough. I don't know. No, he's he, he's twenty six. Now this Hamil guy, his teacher, uh, his name is Ed McGrath in real life, and you know him from TV. He was a regular on soap. Uh, he was, right. you know, okay, Night Court, Webster, Perfect Strangers. He was the boss. Um, he was one of Archie Bunker's big buddies, you know, in, in uh, All in the Family when they would have that a I buddy scene. Yeah. You mean when he's at Archie's place or what have you? Exactly right. Exactly right. And he was in Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, you know his cool. face. What he's trying to say now is, hey, kid, don't fall in love with this car. Gently. Gently. Go bad on me. I don't want to read in the paper. You're sticking up filling stations to support your car. Habit. Is he? So, kid. what kind of teacher is he? Is he like the tech teacher? Yeah, he's the auto. Auto. You know, like in our, in our, we had shop. He's analogous nice. to shop. We never had an auto body, an auto. I don't know. It's a good. Today, it's not as good a skill because of computers in the cars and stuff. And uh, But back then, I mean, I grew up, I changed my own oil. Uh, I would replace a fan belt. I would buy the carburetor thing and put it in my uh, Thunderbird. Me not too. Like I, I, would plush, car guy. I would plush up the passenger seat. I would make sure the passenger seat seat belt works. I'd make sure that I have leg room. If there's maybe yeah, something in the passenger have... seat that's blocking my feet, I would move it. Yeah. Drink holders were important. You were a car guy. Oh, absolutely. I had to make sure to take out the change from the car. The <laughs> from the asterisk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I recognize him. Come on. A Corvette's a car. It's easy come, easy go. It's a, it's a commodity to buy and sell. Don't right. get too attached to this car. You might have seen a, a lot of cars. A car goes beep, beep, honk, honk. But ladies, they go, ah, ooga. Honk, honk. And that's been your tip. Ah, ooga.
Okay, now they have finished their Corvette and it is really sensational. Let me just talk about the car, I guess. This is a 1973 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. Now, why would it be getting junked? But it was maybe a car accident. I think it was just one of those things. It was getting junked. Everybody loves it. Look at it. It is a thing of you. Um, so are they going to share it with the rest of the class? or is, Yes. Is just... Now, look, it's right-hand drive as if you were in England. Um, let me see. Candy Apple Red, Superior Mag Wheels, Clamshell Hood, Gabriel Shocks, Mary Tubes. What the hell is that for Christmas? Wow, look at that. Metal Flake. Side pipes. Flames painted on the body. It's a thing of beauty. How did they paint the did the high school kids paint the flames then? There's Bond, Danny being a dork. Yes, they painted the flames. They they <laughs> you put the paint on and then you heat it in this like big oven, like a cake. You put it in there. What is the does the horn play like cucaracha? I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I all the frills. No, in in um. In Compton, auto body shop, they had the, I just, okay, I just, this guy's I, challenging I, him to a race, and he's like, Kenny, don't you dare, Kenny! Oh, yeah, they just got this summer. I had just seen Bachelor Party, where they uh -huh. go, oh, yeah, you, you like my new car? Yeah, it's a great car. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the horn reference is from. All right, they're going to race. Fast and the Furious killed me. I can't watch this race. It's boring. Now, it was reported in the um, the news. Okay, here it is. 14 August 1977 edition of the Los Angeles Times reported that the production company of this film filmed it during the regular Wednesday night procession of custom cars on Venice Boulevard in San Fernando Valley. So they took an advantage of a real event that was happening to, um, uh, you know, to film something spectacular for this uh, uh, film. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so now everyone needs to get a turn to drive it, including Danny Bonaducci. And they're like, you didn't even work on it. All right. Now, these high school kids all have licenses, I think. Yeah, they have licenses. What a dork. Yeah, what a dork. That's the greatest car I ever saw. What do you think of Mark Hamill's hair? Do we have a second to discuss? Uh, what's our opinion of it? I don't know. It's just hair. What do you think? It's long, but then it's like super fucking longer than it needs to be. It's the 70s. Uh, this is 1978. I mean, it was, you know, time in which he's no hippie. This is really quite normal for you were there. You were there. I was. Yeah, man. I had my bicentennial coin. There's okay, Tommy's. Danny Bonaduce has been told by the teacher to stop to get some Coca-Colas and a Sprite for him. So he's getting Cokes. And he goes... Take the keys. Come in, Come in. Take the keys. Oh, no. They're going to lose the car outside Tommy's Burger? I now, where's the car and where is Bonaducci? How come he's not answering the radio? Yeah, they had the radio. Now, in in perfect, he's perfectly cast in this movie because he's going to be walking back 
without the car, but with uh, all the pokes. Did you see those sparks? That's intentional. That's pretty cool. It's like part of the Van Ness, uh, this car see. show thing. Yeah. Van Nuys or Van Ness? Uh, whatever. I'm not. I was lying about being from Los Angeles. Here he comes, <laughs> the loser. I went to Tommy's. I got all cokes. With his stupid hat. Right. You said to get cokes. I got them right here. I took the keys. They're in my pocket. I was only in there a minute. She waited on me right away. Perfect, Tommy Gucci. I would have heard. They must have towed it away. How about that, officer? You towing cars tonight? No, not tonight, sir. Did you leave the car running? Uh, of course I didn't. I don't want a coke. Ever. Who wanted a coke? Look, proof Hamill did coke on set. Yeah. Want no coach? I was thirsty. Oh, everybody should kick the Gucci's ass. Nice. I watched this really delightful Muppet show from '77 where the yeah. cast of Star Wars appeared. Yeah, and Mark yeah. Hamill played himself and played Mark, uh, Luke Skywalker. Oh, right. I read about it for this. It's good, you know, because he's a famous voice actor. I think he, he he's a renowned, I guess. Yeah, he's a famous voice big, uh, actor. His recurring role in those things was the Joker. Long-standing right. role is the Joker in various DC Comics projects. He voiced the Hobgoblin in Spider-Man, Fire Lord in Avatar, Last Airbender. He skips on the regular show. He skips. I do you watch the regular show? Not regularly. <laughs> Is that the one show. with the guy? Uh, there's one's a bird and the other. Yeah, I think that's the show. Yeah. When my kids there's were a... little. Now check this out. What is this? A kiss off? Bye bye after all the work we did. What are you doing here? You ought to be out there looking for it. Sit down, Gantley. Yeah, Hanley. Oh, in Memorial. That's where the car it was. Was. And as well resign yourselves. You're never going to. Never going to see that car again. No one's going to. That car up. He was saying they're going to split it up for oh, parts. Some of the parts. And he's crap. like, no way. Come it's on, you guys have seen the best car. machine on the West Coast. Damn, he's acting. Nobody's going to lay a finger on it. Okay, so now he's got these signs up. Have you seen this car? Does it work? Yeah, I was pumping gas by myself because it's 1977 and I saw your sign. <laughs> yeah, you know, there wasn't the self-pump stuff, I guess, at that time. Oh, look at this. This is me going to work. <laughs> this guy is like a... He regularly fills... I don't know. He's like stocking them or something. I, he's got... There's condoms. Um, yeah, see, he's going to fill the condom machine. It's like his job. Well, with, with consumer... With wholesale packages of uh, condoms? Yes. I went to Walgreens. I bought four packs of condom, and I'm going to put them in the machine for Lucy's. They're Lucy condoms. You can buy one at a time. Yeah. Let's say I you know you did because I always had affairs with women in their fifties. She's not getting pregnant. <laughs> All right. I think once we uh, bought a uh, years ago. Years ago. I was in a situation where we bought a prophylactic from a, a gas station machine, and uh -huh. it caused an infection. It caused an infection. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay, so here, he saw the car in Las Vegas. Where? I don't remember. I was with the client, kid. Superior mags, mercury tubes, Gabriel shocks. Ed. He did see the car? People, right? Yeah. How weird is that? Well, He saw the car, he saw the sign, and he saw the guy who drew the sign. All now in one look, day. here he is heading to Las Vegas, right? I don't believe you. What's the bus say? No, you're right. You're right. He's walking. That's how poor he is. Wait a minute. The director did a switcheroo on me. Bait and switch. By the way, this director is the shit, man. You've heard of that, like, Hollywood renaissance. Sometimes they call it new wave. Like, when the studio system died and... Right. Yeah, like, during the 60s. Instead of the studio being executives being in charge, it was more like the director of the film took the lead role and did everything. I remember. Okay, so now we're meeting uh, people who are car enthusiasts, right? So he gets in, but the, they're driving 15 miles per hour on the highway because they love their cars. It's about class. They don't want to fuck them up. Sure. It's now, the weather that keeps... It was part of that whole uh, new Hollywood scene. Um. His name is Matthew Robbins, and he collaborated with numerous filmmakers in the movement, including George Lucas, Walter Merchant, Steven Spielberg, Sugarland Express uh, was yeah. Steven Spielberg's first, Close Encounters, Jaws. He was on all of those, um, and he knew this guy Hal Barwood, who was also part of the scene. Now this is. The director's first movie ever, and Hal Barwood, who wrote, co-wrote it with him, first mo uh, movie as a producer. He, you know that THX? Yeah, THX. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. 1138? Did I get it? Correct. Yeah. But it goes on, but it goes on. Oh, okay. Wait, THX-1138 colon... Rise of war the robots. The e war of... E <laughs> so he's an uncredited writer for that. He's an uncredited writer for Jaws. Um, this guy would go on next year, in no, in 81, to make Dragon Slayer. This guy is the director of Dragon Slayer. I forgot about Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Uh, Batteries I, Not I would Included. Get so what's the difference between Dragon Slayer and Dragon's Lair? Because I get those two mixed up. An S, Michael. All right. Um, okay, there's more I can say about this guy, but I can't right now because we're about to meet Annie Potts, who is Vanessa. Okay? Now, this van is a 1971 Chevrolet Chevy van, and it was customized by Holiday Wheels of Garden Grove. California. Holiday wheels. Holiday wheels. Holiday wheels. So now we, we get Annie Potts' typical annoying voice. I gotta stick something out. She's awesome, Annie Potts. Yeah. I thought... Yeah, I just graduated. No kidding. I go to San Fernando. Oh, she's a high school grad? She's also a high school grad. They both are. 
right? Didn't and you she... can see she's young because her boobs are underdeveloped. Do you wait a minute? Wasn't Annie Potts? Um, wasn't she in Ghostbusters playing an adult? Uh, she's Ghostbusters. That's how I used to think. That's all she was, but she was so much oh, more no. than that. Just she wasn't on my radar. Yeah, no, but uh, Ghostbusters was a big one, but she wasn't like a high school student in that movie, which came out years ago. No, no, this is 77, I take it back. 78, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters were probably 82 or something, 83. Uh, yes, uh, Ghostbusters, 1984, and then the sequel in 89. She was in those. But she was in Pretty in Pink. Do you remember that yes. crazy woman who would dress up, you know, she owned the record store or something? Right, right, of course. Sure. She would tell Ducky to stop fucking around and buy a record. Right. Stop um, lip syncing in my store. I'm losing business. Jumping Jack Flash. She was in Who? Who's Harry's Harry Crumb? Yes, which I recently um, saw. She was Bo Peep as a voice in the Toy Story franchise. But she was on Designing Women. She had, she was yeah. a regular character on that, and I missed that. Nowadays, she's, she's in Young Sheldon. Um, which I think is over. No, it was Young Rock that got canceled. What's the difference between Young Shelton and Young Rock? I can never figure it out. Well, um, yeah, the yes. similarity is Young. Well, one is a Young Rock and one is a Young Shelton. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. All right, Las Vegas. We like That's it. That's right. We're in Vegas now. And right now we're on South Las Whoa. Vegas Boulevard uh, in Winchester, Nevada. We're not quite in Las Vegas yet because I did a lot of growing up in Vegas. Right. You you were Angelino Las Vegas in kid. Now look, she has emerged in her uniform. What do you think she wants to be? Uh, uh, Corvette. Okay, Hostess? let's hear the dialogue. You're my first customer. Oh, boy, you gotta be kidding. No, no, I'm not. What do you think I'm worth? Oh, I, I wouldn't know that. No, no, I'd hate this. Come on. Like no, I'd hate this. Name a figure. Make me an offer. $15? What? $15? $15? No, 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 I said 50. 50. <laughs> We've all gone through that. 50, 50. With a zero. Oh. Oh, 50. Well, hey, in 1977, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was, right? Carl, did you know that $50 in 1977 is the equivalent of $50 from 1977? In 1977 money, that would be about 50 bucks. Right. Adjusting for inflation and um Yeah, like okay, not adjusting for inflation, it would be 50 bucks. All right, okay. he's going to do it. Now Mike oh. Mark is not going to do it. He, well, his name's Kenny. Ken is not going to do it, okay? And now she goes, my final offer, 20 bucks. Now she, I don't even know your name. She goes, you can read, can't you? <laughs> it's Vanessa. We're going to find out nice. later in the film that her name's really Eleanor. I don't know why she picks Vanessa. With a little cherry logo. Look at that, at the Corvette Center. Okay, mission accomplished. He is now in Las Vegas. Okay, and now this is a tiny, what's he tiny do? town with two cars in it. It's not going to be a problem. Well, that's one of the things you talk about often. What a small world it is. It is. 
First of all, a car is stolen. So this guy's like, yeah, I've seen your car. Then he gets picked up in this van by uh, Vanessa. Later on, he'll just bump into Vanessa. You'll see. Right. And don't forget. Yeah, I agree with you. Hey, yeah, sir. That's right. Yeah. Are you being served? <laughs> Jesus. My eyes are closed. I can still see that suit. Damn, that's bright. Turn off the suit. Now, the guy said that he saw the Corvette on display in some casino. So now he's, like, looking for it. A car on a mirror. That's one thing we don't have. Now, Yay, Circus Circus. Now, Mike, we've been here before in Las yes. Vegas Lady. We were right here in right. this room. Stella Stevens movie. I love that movie. And they showed the trapeze artists above the Circus Circus. Right, and they were sitting on round tables right where Mark is right now. Yeah. Now, Carl, I have to say this. A bad movie rule is that they shoot in a casino because casinos will allow any kind of drama to happen in their place. They don't care mm -hmm. if, if they're showing corrupt casino or shitty people. As long as they shoot in their casino, they don't care. That's right. He's like, you, sh you should buy this necklace. It's almost all diamonds. Meanwhile, he's getting pickpocketed, and he'll have no money after this encounter. Oh, damn. He's like, all right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, My buddy. That's right. Kiss your money goodbye. So he goes, yeah, there's a car in there. I don't know. It's a hot rod. I don't know. Inside to your left. Oh, the hot rod? Yeah, I don't know. I think hey, it's in room seven. I'm a full-sized automobile. Yeah, you can call it what you want. It's just a goddamn hot rod. Ooh. What? Oh. That's got to be it. Politics today. Look, oh, see and we'll be back now? after this. No, Corvette Summer think, now returns. Right. This must have been... I mean, this thing released. This thing was a box office success, but... Was they, it a success? Must... I always thought... Carl, I remember... All right, so as, as a kid growing up with Star Wars, it was everywhere. And this movie right. came out, and it was like, oh, God, Luke Skywalker has a movie. And it, I always felt it bombed. My attitude well, was that his okay. acting is... He's a really good actor, but he overacts all the time. Let's... It's a Datsun! There it is. I worked hard on it. It's a Datsun. Okay. Um, this movie, they spent $1.7 which, which is That's very little right. for the day. And it made $36 million. So this okay. was a hit. But it was, it was released in 450 theaters in Atlanta, Charlotte, and New Orleans areas. That's it. Not the rest of the country. So... Made 30 million off of those. Yeah, 36 million. This was a hit. Uh, it just wasn't widespread across the country, and I really don't know why. Now it's like, oh, no, I have no money. Now we're about to meet a guy named Dick Miller, who you know him, his face from TV. I'm familiar with Dick Miller. He's in every Joe, Joe Dante used to put him in his movies as like kind mm -hmm. of a good luck charm. He's a Roger Corman guy. Um, right. That's right. He's a Roger Corman guy. And then people would go on to have success who were also Roger Corman guys would go, hey, you know, Dick Miller would be pretty good for this. You get lots that's why of Joe Dante calls. did it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. He's in Gremlins, of course. Gremlins 2, he shows up to the uh, uh Yes, tower. he is. Yeah, I love Dick Miller. You know, I just saw a movie. Joe Dante made a film called Bearing the X. Uh -huh. And I think it has to be Dick Miller's last role with, with Joe Dante. And he was definitely older. He played a security guard. And you still, like, 
He just has like a kind of attitude. Like you every look at man. him. Yeah. But he's squirrely every man, right? Yes. Like he's just right. he's just had it. Well, this thing, he rolled into town with $2 bill, a $2 bill, and he has, it's his lucky $2 bill because he became a winner. He's leaving with like 60 grand. So he paid for Luke's meal. I just got to stop calling him Luke. He paid for Kenny's meal <laughs> and he uh, gives him his $2 as a good luck charm because he's on his way back to Ohio or Indiana. Man, um, 1978, no shit. James, was Joe Dante, James Cameron, and Martin Scorsese all really used him a lot. Yeah. He, he, all right, so Gilbert Gottfried had a podcast, and he was on it, and he was saying that he wrote Jerry Lewis's Which Way to the Front. Uh -huh. Originally, it was supposed to be, I think, Japanese. And uh, he was saying on the show that Jerry Lewis took his idea and made it German. I see. But it's, it's one of those movies... He, he happens to look like a German soldier. So the U.S. brings him out to Germany and dresses him up. Okay. You know, that type of film. Okay, so Mark, no, not, his name is not Luke. His name is not Mark. It is Kenny, goddammit. I'm writing it down. All right. Kenny. Ooh, it's so, Vegas during the day. What is this, The Hangover Part 1? Yeah, it's The Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny is poor, he's young, he's on his own. All he gives a shit about is finding that Corvette. So he sleeps in a U-Haul all night. Now, this is what I meant, like a small universe like you complain about, and you're right, because Vanessa will just show up at the same place to use the restroom. Okay, that's it. He didn't find the Corvette. It was a Datsun. He's heading back to Los Angeles. But wait a minute! Holy Lazy. shit! No shit, there he goes. Look at this. <laughs> wow. Now that is a stunt man in a wig. Yeah. Not this. This is really Mark. <laughs> He's wearing a Hamel wig. Yes, he wore a Hamel Hamel wig. I think Mark Hamill is a, a great actor, but I always feel like when he plays human beings, he he's a little he's more heightened as an actor. Like down to earth is sometimes a little too much for me. Yeah. Well, okay. You said he overacts. I really don't think he does. He has or, this or not manic, bad. No, but he has this like maniacal gleam in his eye, you know, that yeah. works. Coke? I, Who wanted a Coke? I didn't want a Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, there's a movie called Brigsby Bear where he plays the dad. It's such a great movie. And he does the voice of the Brigsby Bear as well. And it's such a good movie. And I know he's in The Machine, the, the Burt Chrysler movie, playing Burt Chrysler's dad. I haven't seen mm -hmm. that one yet. He saw it there. He also did, like, he would go to these conventions, and he made, like, he's a star of some kind of wacky mockumentary about comic book conventions. Uh-huh. Mockumentary. There it is. Yeah. He oh. sees it again. He's at, like, a graveyard for signs here. It's, I dig um, it. Yeah. Sign of the times. I'm going to call it. It's... <laughs> 77 Las Vegas Boulevard, north, I know, from. Right, that's where the pharmacy used to be. Okay, I think this great movie with a great director and a great writer made a mistake because those should be donuts. It's a 78. We didn't have the stereotype of cops and donuts anymore? No, it was crawlers and cops. You see how he just took one and put it in his hat because he's yeah. so poor? 
So he's like saying, like, this is a distinct car. The driver's seat is on the right-hand side. Oh, my goodness. Look, this is South Las Vegas Boulevard and West Flamingo Road in Paradise, Nevada. <laughs> I remember that from growing up. Sure. Hey, I remember your place in Paradise. <laughs> it was just another day when you'd come over. <laughs> you and me in Paradise. Uh, that's kind of a Corvette. You here snore. He is at home, his 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 apartment. Why are you kicking me out? It's a U-Haul. I know it's probably as you snore. Now he's hey. writing postcards to guess who? Not his mother, Ed McGrath, the teacher back home. I saw the Corvette. We're gonna You're find close. this thing. Is that the Vanessa mobile? Yes, in our small universe, Vanessa Great. just happens to pull in. Huh. That sounds like Vanessa. Huh? Is that Vanessa's van? Oh, sweet. There's a bed in that van. Now, we don't find out what happened, but Vanessa looks beat up, okay? Okay. Now, oh, her night is tricky. Vanessa is never successful at being a prostitute. And he goes, oh, it's you. Hold on. Now, the lady's room is closed. She won't go in the mail mail room mail basket. Remember me? Look at her lip and yeah. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Love your shawl. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the men's room's open. What? What? Yeah. Do I look like a man? No. Do you, you know see a scar on his face? Before this film was shot, he was in a terrible car accident. Both of them were. Him um, and Potts? Yeah, not together, but yes. Um, okay, both of the film's leads, Annie Potts and Mark Hamill, were in car accidents prior to principal photography. Potts got her pins in her legs, while Hamill got a broken nose. Wow. And there's also... His left cheek, he fractured his nose and left cheekbone. Now, in Empire Strikes Back, I saw the scar prominently, but I don't see it in this film. Do you see it? So where, on his cheekbone? Uh, I don't know the answer, except for that it was fracturing his nose and left cheekbone. So I guess, yes. Now, right. there is a little... Now, our left is his right, okay? So you got to look on the right side when you're staring at him. And there is a little something under his, the corner of his mouth, but it's very slight. I, I cannot. Take a look here. You see something on the... Maybe. He's going into her stuff. Uh, they can hold the conversation. Listen, I hate when people talk to me when they're in the bathroom. She I'm wants like, to talk. Annie Potts is a talker. Uh, do you have my Gillette? No, she grew up. She, you know, she's got that very thick New York accent in Ghostbusters, but that's right. acting. Um, okay, she, she's from Tennessee. Potts created the character's trademark New York accent based on a friend who is from the city. She would be nominated for a Golden Globe for this film. Um, really? And it's her debut. This is her first film. 
Look, he's in a waterbed, which was so yeah, so, much, so much better than a U-Haul. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did did I ask you? Did I invite you in? I guess he did invite him he, in. She did invite him in, yeah. So now, basically, she's going to try to talk him into being a customer again. A girlfriend? Uh, I love So this is the 70s where we had $2 bills and giant vans. Mm-hmm. Now, she's supposed to be a poor person. Look how done up this van is, man. But this van has always been done up. It's, like, customized. It has Vanessa on it. You know, it matches her yeah. shirt. Right. She's got What are curtains. those, like, seasonings? She's got jars of what? Like, tea, loose-leaf tea and cardamom and... See that? Right behind yeah. What's that? You're in a van. You got milk? So you got That's a working fridge? That's not being refrigerated. Yeah, put the fucking milk back. Milk, you know how much milk costs in crazy, Vanessa. I spent 12 cents, 1978 money on that milk. <laughs> now, you can see, once again, we're doing the shtick where Mark is like, uh, he doesn't want to sleep with her. And then we discover, she goes, I know what it is. Like, I'm going to be your first. Like, he's a virgin. That's what we're going to find out. Right, because he is a high school student. Yes. 26-year-old high school student. Close the curtains. Yeah, 26-year-old high school student. Well, you know, it's, it's it did freshman year a couple times. Didn't we watch a movie where a 32-year-old played a high school kid and worked, it worked all right? Sounds right. I don't remember. Yeah. You hang up my towel. Now she's completely naked. Uh, come on, Mark. I mean, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Come on, come on V-Dog. The star. Do you see him? I mean, her oh. custom is she wears a cherry. He should be wearing a cherry, I guess. Do What's you see on Mark Hamill's okay. face any oh, indication okay. of a car accident? A little bit below the on the right side, below the maybe, lip. maybe a coke accident. Here she goes. You're a virgin. Uh, no, I've done the sex several times. Uh, oh, that's right. You kind of right, Mike. Oh no, 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 no. Hey, I, I, oh sure, me oh, and the oh, sex oh, go no. back a long time. Me and sex are old friends. <laughs> Take uh, off your I'll shirt. Finally. She is so hot to trot. So she's saying, like, I need to learn new moves. He goes, moves. <laughs> right. So you mean in the missionary? end, he won't. Yeah. <laughs> That's the oldest move in the book. Okay, so. And there is a book. It's called the Karma Sutra. Uh, he will not do it. He will curl up. And they go, boy, I'm tired. I'm just so beat. Oh, this sure beats oh. the U-Haul. Thank you. It sure does beat the U-Haul. Wicker basket. Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm going to act like I'm tired. Oh, am I beat? Okay, and this like yeah. This guy will be very impressed with Kenny when he basically tells uh, Vanessa to go fuck off. 
they're they're having an argument. Okay, you spent the night. You owe me twenty bucks. Will you cut the hooker stuff? Man, those pants. Hagar called. They want those pants back. It's the seventies. You won money, you got it. Everything I got, I give to you. There's the two All payment for services rendered. <laughs> I hate you. And he's like, I like your style, kid. Did you ever pump <laughs> gas? But what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> he's going to offer him a job. I like your style. Never pump gas? <laughs> so he has it, um, cuts a commercial right no yeah. this here we are in the movie what that must have this must be the theatrical release version they just happen to have these blackouts no i i would doubt it right this is probably a four tv i mean it's obviously commercial breaks right it's it it triggers that that feeling because we're so used to it but i think the director actually made the conscientious decision to do like a fade out no because you'll see later on in the film he'll be walking into a uh casino and the scene is just starting and we're a little bit into it then we fade to black and then when we come back okay. he's walking again prove so, me wrong all right okay so ed mcgrath as the teacher now gets a postcard from kenny uh, he's even seen the car he's hot on its trail don't worry mr mcgrath who never asked him to go get it I'm going to find this car. So what's the next scene? McGrath is on the phone to someone saying, we've got trouble. Your, your son is in Las Vegas. No, no. He's not called. There's only the mom. But he's, right. no, he's on the phone with someone saying, we, in our venture together, are in trouble. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's a deal breaker, Carl. Are you saying the teacher's been behind this the whole time? Oh, look, uh, there's me. The back he's seat. not been there behind it, but he's been party to it. And the thing was stolen kind of intentionally. You know, the, yeah. they, he knew they were making this car to get it to be stolen. They're going to make the greatest, greatest car. That's fucked up, man. Shop teacher betrayal. Right. Now, uh, Kenny will not know that uh, until deep into the film. And... It'll be, he'll be a little crushed. Okay, so here the thing, the joke is that the uh, gas owner is a criminal and he wants him to put like um, uh, Alka-Seltzer in the battery so it foams and, you know, so they'll buy a new one. But look in the background, the mother and the kids are stealing and they're right. going to drive away. She it's, hates those cans. She loves those cans. I hate those those uh, <clears throat> pinatas. Oh, I can't wait to go to the gas station. I'll be there with my stick. That's the worst children's party ever. Putting pinatas <laughs> over the gas station pubs. Yeah, that's right. Hey, stranger. Hey. So now hey, she's balls. not mad. Blades. I got some hot news. Oh my God! Where's my STP? They even took my credit card machine. <laughs> so should have left them outside you were too busy he, explaining putting alka-seltzer in the battery <laughs> that's the thing like he gets his for being a crook um 
she he look how he has a bola tie. Yeah, I like um, those. They she, are in the desert. She's picking him up under the pretense that she has some news, but the truth is she never drops any news on us. I kind of don't get it. She just wants him around. I don't know. Like, okay, what's the big news? You lost your job. Very funny. What about the hooker number? What happened to that? Oh, he lost no job. That's funny. She's a beautician now. He, she never says what the news is. I don't know. And here they're playing old school slots. Slotsburger free. You see that nope. in the background? Play sl Slotsburger? Five cents. Slots. Five cents. So she's saying, no, I'm not going to be a hooker. I'm going to be an escort. You know, I keep doing this. Fran Drescher apparently had a cameo in this film that was cut. Oh, um, man. I would love to see Fran Drescher in 1978. A cameo with Fran Drescher was deleted. Drescher can be seen with Mark Hamill in one of the stills from the movie. So wow. I couldn't find it. Yeah, she's she's back then. Uh, you know, she's always been... We saw her in uh, what the new Rosebud Hotel, and she's yes. smoking. Yeah. Okay, he's done it again. He's found the car, and he's going for it. Oh my god! So I'll he runs in. away. Now Vanessa's like, "Hop in!" You right. know, like. So watch this. The cameraman's in the back. Man. Watch the stunt man. Whoa! Whoa! Now, did you see how his feet kind of didn't all the way go in, and they yeah. cut away? Something must have happened. Like he might have. That was know, a really well done shot. I mean, they had the cameraman inside the van showing that point of view, mm -hmm. and then him hopping in. It's not. It's pretty well directed. He's like, "What are you stopping for? It's a red light. <laughs> it's it's illegal. So is car thievery." Uh oh, and they're right outside the police. Right. It's getting away. So. She's got it in park, luckily, so that rev didn't make the car take off. He goes, oh, good, a cop. Stolen yeah. car. This guy looked like he's late for his open mic, the cop. Now, what I was trying to say before is the cutaway was so abrupt when the stuntman jumped in, and his feet didn't go the lower part of his body was still outside of the car. So I strongly suspect that there was some sort of an incident. Like he got hurt a little bit somehow. Is this shot like, I guess in Nevada, right? They are in Las Vegas right now, but all over the internet, like you go to IMDB's uh, goofs and stuff like that. Yeah. There's, there's California street signs all throughout in yes they were actually in las vegas vegas and shot a lot there but in truth a lot of it was shot in california when he was supposed to be in vegas gotcha so now they're just finding out that the registration was forged but if they have the plate why can't they be looking for that plate on the street i i kind of don't get that when my car got sold uh i had a car and got stolen uh -huh. The police came and they said, do you have a description of the suspect? I said, no, but I have the license plate number. If that will help. And they said. They said. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's an all Martin and Rossi joke. My, uh, my car got stolen. Did you get a description of the guy? No, but I got the license plate number. 
What's the joke? It's your car. Of course you have the license plate number. Okay. Um, uh, she's getting drunk, and I'm not sure. The premise is like she's not making it as a prostitute. She's a beautician now. She's, okay, they let me talk about the writer now. Yeah. His name is Hal, Hal Barwood, and he attended University of Southern California's Cinnamon Television, and he met both George Lucas and future frequent collaborator, this director, Matt Robbins. Um, he and Barwood and Robbins are uncredited writing the screenplay for the Sugarland Express, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Mac MacArthur. They wrote this together, and they would go on to do Dragon Slayer next year. Let's see what this is. Nice. What are you doing? So Lucas's first film, right? Uh, or first film? It was that was the THX, but yeah, uh, American Graffiti was all car culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Why can't we afford cups? So it's Steven really funny, and, and we—I missed it, right? Uh, I should have put up the sound. He's writing a postcard to Mr. McGrath about finding it again. She goes, "Why don't you write a postcard to the car?" And she goes, "Dear car, I miss <laughs> you." She's really making fun of him. What do you do? Wait a minute. The, the shop teacher said, don't fall in love with a car. Right, right. The shop teacher was trying to tell him, it's just a commodity to be bought and sold like anything in this world. And later when Mark has his, uh, Kenny has his uh, like uh, dance with the devil in which they're trying to corrupt him, he's going to say the same thing to her as if it came out of his mind. Right. She's topless. I don't know if you notice. Oh. No, I didn't notice, and you know why. There's no top there. Okay. <laughs> uh, from 90 to 90 to 2003, Hal worked as director, producer, screenwriter for the video game company LucasArts. Sure, Best known wow. for his work on the 1992 game Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. LucasArts made these graphic text adventure games like Day of the Tentacle and... Right. Uh, very creative games. So that's cool. Guys in good company. Well, he was the writer for them, and there's so many here. Big Sky Trooper, Yoda Stories. Yoda Stories. Yeah. Uh, RTX Red Rock. Yeah. Matahari. Is a game designer, too, but not on the computer, like in concept. Oh, he's getting a freebie? Yeah, but it's... He wants to kiss, not fuck. I, I was kissing. What do you want to kiss for? Let's screw. <laughs> nice. But then... Yeah, sure. You know, she sees that, like, that's not what he wants. So she comes around. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah, he's got to get himself ready. But she right. comes around and is like, okay, we'll kiss. And basically, they begin to fall in love. You see, this story isn't real. Look, the $2 bill's frame. frame. This story isn't really a get-my-car-back story. It's really a love story between the two of them hiding behind the premise of I'm after my stolen car. 
Well, he has nothing. I mean, like, we met his mom, but he just basically, summer of high school, I, he didn't even graduate, right? He's like a junior you know, he or something. He oh, never he picked up his diploma, though. He was, as soon as he found out where the car was, he was off to get it. He never even picked up his diploma. I appreciate you clarifying that. So, I mean, yeah. he basically, yeah, and, just runs away from home. And Danny Bon, a douchebag, will give him his diploma in the end. Is he wearing a top hat? <laughs> he might as well be. No, he was just acting. It's just perfectly... Okay, here we go. Why do we keep seeing a pop-up of this goddamn... Why do I keep seeing that? I see that. I don't know. Are you are you moving your cursor below the screen to pop the bring a pop-up menu? Well, my... there's the mute button, and to the left of it is next, and next is flight. That's what pops it up. Which is too long for our podcast. Wow, look at that hairy chest Hamill has. <laughs> so now it's like... I got laid. He's going to jump out of the. He's like, right. Why did I wait all this time? <laughs> I know that look. There he is. Shut up. Yeah, that's I'm right. I'm trying to smoke crack. <laughs> you know what? I found out that it's very just. Well, okay. Now McGrath is on uh, the, the hunt for. Um, Kenny and he's going to Kenny's mom who's like ah, I haven't heard I haven't heard from him since high school and she's moving is she in a trailer yeah so it's an easy move <laughs> it's mobile fucking birds fuck them they're not taking a single thing uh, ounce of my water so <laughs> the the thing that's weird is like it's a there's so many of these mobile homes that aren't mobile. They stay still. Right. So it just yeah. seems like why, I guess because they're inexpensive. I don't know. Okay, there were two Corvettes for this movie, both 1973 Corvette Stingrays. Um, and they spent $60,000. Now, today, that'd be $250,000. Um, they spent 60000 for two of them, a main car and a backup model, both made by... Built for MGM by Corky's Custom Studios. Nice. Uh, the main car was often displayed during the film's publicity tour. Uh, both cars were sold by MGM to private parties. The main car was sold to an Australian collector, and he changed how it looks from the film. I don't know why. The backup car remained in the U.S. and was owned by for a while by Mike Yeager, uh, and then he sold it to a guy in New Zealand. So Australia and New Zealand are where these two cars these are. These cars are down under. And the guy was like, oh, really? The Mark Hamill film? Can't wait to sell it for parts. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh, that'd be perfect. He would be so pissed. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm a big <laughs> fan. An original mold of the car for the film was displayed at the Corvette American Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, now part of the collection of the National Corvette Museum. And this the museum, like, always is filming, screening this movie. Oh, I um, bet. It's the only movie with Corvette in it. What else are they going to do? One of the customized Corvette Stingrays used in the film was discovered missing from the MGM studio lot on September 1977. Uh. The stolen vehicle was recovered by police later the same day. So the real corvette got really stolen okay 
Now, you see this guy? In real life, his name is Kim, because that was his middle name. Right. Kim Milford. He is our car thief, but Kenny doesn't know it. He's like, haven't seen this car, buddy. Oh. Glenridge, New Jersey. Shout out. Shout right? out, Glenridge. Right We're even shouting out Glenridge? Well, Listen, there is I'm no happy to shout out New Jersey, but Glenridge? Glenridge is a classy town. It gave us Tom Cruise. It gave us it Town is. of Shame from the horrible incident. You know what I'm I talking have a, about? I, I have a book uh, uh, about it on my bookshelf, that horrible incident. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Sure. Town of Shame. Now, listen, there's no hospital. There's Mountainside Hospital, but that's not in Glen Ridge. So if he's born in Glen Ridge, where was he born? In someone's house? I'll have to find that book later. Yeah, he was born under a gaslight, one of the few gaslights that uh, – Glen Ridge has gaslights in their town, like one of the few in America that still has them. Yup. South Orange has it. Glen Ridge has nice. it. Um, okay. He was known professionally as Kim Milford. Uh, he was a singer, songwriter, composer, and actor. So on the stage, not in the movies, he was in the Rocky Horror Film Show, uh, the original, and the original Jesus Christ Superstar. And he was in the Jeff Beck group for only six appearances. But I think it's cool. He was in Laser Blast. Great. Now, Laser Blast has a Star Wars... A uh, billboard that they shoot with a laser. Oh, to say this ain't your daddy, Star Wars. <laughs> so I guess it's like a. Okay, now Vanessa's gone. So where the fuck is she? So he's off to get Vanessa back. She 